Hey, stupid nerds, the download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman, all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. And action. <laughs> What's Baby up? started. What's up, buddy? Oh man, just uh oh Monday morning quarantine. Yeah, man. Sure don't need to sure don't need to read another hot take on Joe Exotic. Oh my god. Hey, if, hey, if you if you if you're a comic and you have a joke about Tiger King, you don't. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> Shit's done. That's an interesting show, but geez, I didn't think it would be the global phenomenon that it's become this week. Well, everybody's at home, so you got to have some... I'm not saying it's not, you should watch it, but just mm. understand that there is no uh, stone left unturned. Yeah. With the, uh, my, my, hot, my, uh, my hot observation was I didn't like the way he misspelled pizzeria. <laughs> I didn't notice that. He misspelled it? Yeah, I spelled it pizza, and then R-I-A. It's P-I-Z-Z-E-R-I-A. Like, ah. like... You know, like when there's the little things that set you off about a place that oh, yeah. are, like are, have a more underlying, like like if like a fork's dirty at a restaurant, like, well, the whole kitchen might be filthy. This was the opposite. Everything uh-huh. was chaos in Tiger <laughs> King. And then that was the thing that bothered me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's a bananas fucking wild animal keeper, batshit crazy dude. But also the, that part bothered me. Like that made it untrustworthy. Yeah, not the fact that he was probably putting. I mean, is there any spoilers? Or everybody's seen it. Everybody's seen it. I'm sure. Oh uh, yeah, the fact that he was putting like donated expired meat from Walmart Ooh. on the pizza. I'm like, yeah, I I, I could have figured that, but the misspelling. Like, Ugh. I liked uh, the dude in the clutch T-shirt. He just didn't get. Well, a of shit. course you did, yeah. and he was also uh, more of a. <laughs> The benign character. It seemed like yeah. he was there for the right reasons. That anyway. guy and the dude with no legs. I like that dude. He had a cool attitude, cool vibe about. Yeah, him. they were part of that crew of misfits over there that seemed like they were. Yeah, they were like they were. They were concerned for the animals and trying to do it right, at least mm-hmm. from the perspective of the way the documentary was made. So yeah, yeah. But now, show. hey, now everybody's seen it. What are you? What are you going to fill the time with now? Exactly. What What have you been doing this week, Bud? I started watching that Hellier. I know people were about were about it mm-hmm. a while ago when it came out. I'm like, all right, well, hey, no better time than the eight months after the fact and you're under uh-huh. quarantine. So I don't know. I think I fell asleep in the first episode. <sighs> I wanted to like that so much, um, and I'm not shitting on it. You know, good for those folks for making a, a documentary series, but um, it was it was a whole lot of buildup and not, not a lot of payoff. Just... Uh, yeah, I like when the, the I like the concept behind it, but it just it didn't it didn't scratch the itch that I thought it would. Yeah, it's that weird reverse part where the documentary, what, what, which is the same with Tiger King. Like I heard a podcast first, and then they made a show around it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I just I didn't. Uh, I was like, all right, the what are they? The Goblin Dwarves of the Kentucky Hills? What's in there? <laughs> yeah, something Wasn't like that. that. It? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of. Uh, I, I I still don't know if it was supposed to be. Uh, there was supposed to be a connection to um, what was it? The Hopkinsville Goblins that we covered several months ago. 
little goblins in yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, was that, was that part of it? I don't know. It, it on the surface, it, it feels like they might be connected, but uh, I can't remember if it veered off into something different. But yeah, re- regardless, I think the the premise of that series is uh, some dude saw little goblins running around his property somewhere in Kentucky or Ohio or somewhere. Well, what happened in the rest? Did they find him? Did they see him? I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's go, it, was, go ahead. it was it was fairly uneventful. Listen. Yeah, well, it's pretty again, anticlimactic. Man, like, like we're okay. We we made a co- we had a talk last night. We're like, all right, let's not dwell on the the coronavirus shit too much on this episode. Let's get back mm-hmm. to being silly. Yeah, uh, my hierarchy of what I was willing to believe in when we started this podcast has just shifted into nothing. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I still got. I still hold out for aliens and UFOs, but man, mm-hmm. everything else has been like. Come on, guys! That I, I like the goblins, fucking goblins. You don't know, dude. Could be no, but my 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 faith shifted from I don't know, so why not believe? And I don't know, but nobody knows, and yeah. I'm going to go with probably not goblins. Wow, it's funny because then I was listening to, I was watching that show, and they mentioned some podcast called Euphemet. I'm like, oh, I'll check. I haven't heard of that when I started listening. And they had uh, old Ryan Singer was on that show. Oh, really? Talking about his old shape shifting girlfriend, which that's a TLC show I'm waiting for. Is my shape shifting yes. girlfriend? Oh God! Someone needs to give Ryan a show. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's he's doing like I will, I want him to have a show that has nothing to do with his life or the supernatural. It's just that he interjects it the same way he does with his comedy. <laughs> like he's like he's still like he just hosts the bachelor he's like oh it's tough because <laughs> tiffany is jealous of shannon also one time i was dating a shapeshifter her name was shannon anyway back we're back from commercial he's about to give a rose out like that's <coughs> like who's to say we can't just spice up content like that we need more yeah. weirdos in hosting positions like trying to slip their agenda in <laughs> like, I'm already watching 90 Day Fiance. You throw you throw one of those characters in with that, uh-huh. you bet your ass you got a hit TV oh, show. That would be great. Yeah, Ryan would crush that. Absolutely. So you've been watching anything else, man? Anything? Uh, what, what have you been doing to pass the time other than watching uh, Hellier? I, I'm thriving. I love this. <laughs> I, I, not, and not, I'm not trying to say that in an insensitive manner, mm-hmm. and I know uh, shit's tough for, uh, you know, Hour to hour, folks. Like, like, let's put on the bird. Like, I'm, I'm well aware that it's difficult out there and it's scary out there and people are mm-hmm. sick. But absolutely, in the moments for myself right now, like, this is all. This is all I want when I'm not doing comedy. Uh-huh. And now everybody's like, "You got doing streaming shows? We're gonna do this live stream?" Like, I, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm semi-retired, man. Yeah. So uh, and now I'm just behaving full retired. That's funny. I didn't even think about that. But you've been flirting with the idea of semi-retiring for about a year now, and now you're forced into it. I'm just, I'm ready for it. This is how I want to live when I'm off the road anyway. Uh-huh. I get up, I play, I pl- was learning some Huey Lewis songs on the electronic drums. Yeah. I haven't been, I've been holding off on the shredding. So I don't <laughs> want to get thrashed and have to go to a hospital. But we took a little neighborhood bike ride around. Rachel and I just cruised around and uh, stopped by, did some uh, 
COVID greetings, some social distance greetings from okay. people's uh, yards and porches, stopping by to say hi, riding bikes around. Nice. Because also the streets are relatively empty. I mean, there's still a few people out, but so you can ride with a little more confidence on the city streets. Mm-hmm. We took a drive on Saturday up the two, went up into into the mountains. Oh, I love that drive. Uh, yeah, I did that. I got uh, realized, like, oh, think about all this stuff. Like, you got anything that's broken, even if it's something you don't care about, a blender or something. Uh huh. Go to go to YouTube. Try and fix it yourself. Yeah. Hey, speaking like, of, of the all two, these other things, speaking of the two, real quick, um, I wonder if are the are the campsites are are they shut? Down? Uh, campgrounds are closed. Ah oh, man, this would be a perfect time yeah. to go camping. I think word, yeah, I think word is that the campsites are closed. Okay. Like going in there pillaging the toilet paper or what have you. Mm. But, yeah, uh, but go, going back to your statement there, yeah, it's, yeah, fix, it's a great time to uh, to learn to teach yourself new skills. You know, it, you got the time. So I've I've been uh, yeah I've been I got uh, I got to pull some of these RC cars apart and put them back together for no good reason. Uh, tinkering with bikes, fixing neighbor's bike. Uh, you know, I played video games a little too late last night. That's the yeah. price. These damn video games. These goddamn video games, Dave. What There's video games are you into? Theory. What you been playing? Shit, man. I like a lot of war games. Play a lot of, I'm, in, I'm into the war. Oh, yeah? A lot of first-person shooters? A World War II game called Battlefield Five. Uh-huh. Playing a soldier defeating the Nazis. But then sometimes you play, and you're one of the Nazis. So who knows? They really mm. They really change it up on you. Yeah. Uh, played that. Played Modern Warfare. There's a demolition derby game called Wreckfest. I was playing with my friends. It's, oh, it's, that sounds fun. There's, I mean, I understand that I'm in a place of like, oh, yeah, I've, because when I get off the road, I'm kind of a shut in. So I have my tinkerings mm-hmm. already put into place. Some people don't. You know, I don't <laughs> like, some people didn't piss their money away on stupid stuff like electronic drum sets. And theremins in RC cars. And what are they doing now? <laughs> the theremin. I forgot about they're, that. Yeah, they're baking, which is a thing you can do. You can yeah. cook food. I mean, ingredients might be a little hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So what about you, yourself there, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, I think I've about kicked the uh, the bronchitis. Um, That's Oh, yeah, you were kind of rough shape last time. Yeah. We both was, were. It was a bummer. Yeah. Last yeah, episode I, was a bummer. Sorry, everybody. It was a bummer. <laughs> but yeah, I was in a feel- bummer mood. <laughs> well, it's, it's understandable. Like dying. It's understandable to be in a bummer mood right now. Uh, but health-wise, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I've let a few coughs slip here on this episode, but uh, I went from coughing, you know, three times a minute now uh, last week to you know three times an hour now. So I feel like I'm uh, about uh, crested the hill on that bronchitis. I am a bit stressed though. Um, I think I mentioned this, but Katie's vulnerable to all this nonsense that's going on. Uh, she's got a yeah. lung. She got a lung thing about three years ago. She got real bad uh, pneumonia and yeah. was ho- hospitalized for seventeen days, and they removed half of her uh, right lung. And hey, so who she, needs two whole lungs anyway? She's only working on uh, one point five lungs, so that that's got me stressed out. You know, just yeah. anybody in those categories, the elderly or people. I, I think people with Crohn's. Uh, are, are vulnerable uh, people with respiratory issues, lung issues. Crohn's, why? Ottawa. Just because the, the, the toilet paper, you run out of toilet paper, you got a <laughs> shit problem? No, I think I think that falls under the uh, autoimmune umbrella. I think that affects your immune system. Um, 
So uh, yeah, okay, okay. I'm just I'm just real stressed about her and uh, just you know I mean I know the mortality rate of this thing's not very high, but just the fact that somebody who's already compromised, you know, if they get it, I'm just scared how quickly. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel's got asthma, so she's got to be careful about it. Yeah, so that's got me stressed. But uh, other than that, I'm hanging in there. I'm also worried about um, the economic and the and the uh, civil unrest component to this whole thing. I've been stepping up my neighborhood watch program. Uh, I don't think I told you about this last week, but I've been uh, on a nightly basis now. I've been staying up really late, later than usual, just because my whole schedule screwed up. Uh, I stay up to about <coughs> 4 or 5 Excuse in the me. morning now. I go to bed about 4 or 5. I wake up at about 10 or 11 a.m. Um, yeah, but yeah, I get that schedule. But about that's, uh, that's all right. I started a thing last week, and it's got it's multifunctional, multi-purpose. But just just to to combat the cabin fever, I've been uh, I'll go out late at night, and sometimes I'll take my walks. But I've also started to just go out and sit in my car that's parked right on the main street in front of my apartment. <laughs> And, uh, so I put in about an hour or two hours every night around 1 what, or 2 a.m. What's the sitting in the car? What's the point of that? Just to get out of the house. I'm out of the house, but I'm still yeah. maintaining social distance. And I'm keeping it You don't want to like put up, you don't want to just put a lawn chair out? Yeah, I might do that. But uh, there, there's something nice about it's just way less in, creepy. If we exactly. Well, I think it's less creepy to sit in the car because, I mean, it's creepy if someone spots me, but I feel like I'm more, I'm more hidden, you know, I'm, I'm cloaked there. In the car, so I'll, I'll roll down the driver's side window and uh, keep the car off. You know, I don't I don't keep the car running or anything. But then I'll just sit there for an hour or two, and uh, you know, I might listen to a podcast. I might. Uh, You're the reason Neighborhood Watch exists, Dave. No, no, I'm. I was I'm like, who's the- that guy that just sits in his car for an hour <laughs> doing nothing at four in the morning? I'm keeping an eye on the neighborhood. That's who, what I'm doing. Who, who neighborhood watches the neighborhood watchers? <laughs> I don't need watching. Well, maybe I do, but uh, that's been fun. Because it also, like I said, it it it's it serves the purpose of patrolling the neighborhood, but also I feel like I'm out. You know, I'm getting out of the house, I'm getting off the couch, but I'm still just 15 feet away from my front door. So it's fun, and it's therapeutic, and I sit there, and I relax, and I, I just stare at the night, much like I used to do in the van, because I had no other options back then. But uh, yeah. now it's right. weird well, that I'm voluntarily going back to. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it sounds a little strange. I'll be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. So it's weird, Dave. <laughs> oh, but it's you know, if nothing else, it's something to do. Uh, man, I wanted to talk something about to this. Something to do. I go sit in my car. It's not really a thing to do. I, I don't think they qual- taking a drive is a thing. No, I, hey, who am I? To, who am I to judge? Go sit. It's in your peaceful. Car. It really is peaceful. I used to do this in the van all the time, like late at night, to just sit there. With the window down and just kind of, you know, it's quiet. It, there's no noise. There's very few people walking around, and it's it's peaceful. And I keep an eye on shit, so I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep doing it. So, but uh, I wanted to talk about this real quick, dude. I saw a movie two nights ago right. that is one of the craziest, most unique movies I've ever seen. All right, I, Ooh, I, was it Wayne's World too? And I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did love Wayne's World too, uh, Drew Barrymore in that. Oh boy, um, v- Vivarium. It's a movie called Vivarium. V i v a r i u m. I believe I'm spelling that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly or spelling it correctly, but it's called Vivarium. It's not on uh, the streamers. It's not on Netflix or uh, Hulu or anything. Uh, I think it, it's one of those you got to rent from 
uh, rent it from Prime or rent it from you know, iTunes or whatever. But uh, okay, dude, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I'll just say this: there's a lot of boogie monster undertones, real subtle. Well, some not so uh, subtle. That's, <laughs> I don't know if that's a. <laughs> How you want to sell this movie? <laughs> but I'm saying there's some yeah. of the uh, some of a lot the of poor microphone etiquette and bullshit. <laughs> okay, wow, what a flick! <laughs> but a lot of uh, and again, I don't. There's okay. I, I'll come back to this in several weeks when people have had a chance to watch it. But there's one Imagine word. Eric Bogosian and and that talk radio program, <laughs> but he just uh, farts a lot and doesn't know what he's saying half the time. <laughs> There is one word I want to say, but I'm afraid it would it would uh, be too much of a spoiler. But like, there's a first of all, the movie itself is crazy. The ending is crazy. But then when you when it ends, you're like, well, what was that? What could that have been? What caused this? And there's one word I want to say that's that's something we've covered in the Boogie Monster. Uh, but I'm not going to say it right now because I'll tell you off the air. But it's are, it's one of the most original. Movie or documentary? It's it's a it's a I, fictional heavy, movie. I sprained my fingers putting quotes around documentary. <laughs> no, no, not a documentary. Fictional movie uh, stars Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, you know the dude who pops up and everything. Oh yeah, he's all right. Social Network and uh, Zombie Zombie Land. Um, yeah. And then there's this. Uh, I don't know if she's Irish or British. Uh, really great actress. Um, very unfortunate name, uh, Imogene Poots, P-O-O-T-S. Poor girl's last name is Poots. Oh, no, I, yeah, I know, I know who that is, too. Really great, though. And it's one of these movies where the cast is incredibly small because of the, the setting and, and, the, and the plot. So there's, there, there's those two actors, and then there's, like, there's a couple more. But, like, um, if I could just off the top of my head... Uh, say the word, Dave. Say the uh, word. Say no, the no, word I, no, I'm not going to say the word because it'll spoil it. But uh, The Truman Show meets Get Out meets um, The Twilight Zone, if that gives you any idea. So it's a little bit of a Truman Show vibe, a little bit of a Get Out, a little bit of a, a Twilight Vivarium. Zone. Vivarium. All right. Vivarium. Were you real, yeah. were you real high? Uh, I was. I was. But uh, it's still, still okay. incredible movie. I don't think that had... Much of I'm effect. not saying that's a bad thing. I'm yeah. saying I was like, "Is that should I put myself in that position?" It, I I'm going could, day on day hurt. off. Like like I got drunk Friday. I got a little drunk last night. Saturday though, kept it cool. You know, oh, yeah. I'm not trying to get fucked up every night. That's good. It's and, and but, uh, for a it's movie hard. night, all right, it gets stoned. Yeah, I've been trying to uh, to use moderation as well. But man, if ever there was a time to just just have fun in that regard. I mean, you got nowhere to be, you got nowhere to go. Well, no responsibilities. That's, what I, that's what I'm more interested in are people's like, like some people are still working from like Rachel's still working from home. So she, she still has Monday through Friday as responsibilities, but I'm curious okay. about what are people's routines to keep from getting uh, all, all wonked out. You know, like what are people doing? Like I'll, I'll get up, I'll get up late. I, like I don't wake up by an alarm. Uh huh. I'll go and look at social media for a little bit, get annoyed or pissed or whatever, and then sh- like get, get rid of it after an hour. Yeah, I know this isn't some boo boy. How ambitious! Like I, I try to be out of bed <laughs> by eleven thirty or noon. Uh, but then it's like, <laughs> not like I'm not going to be just on my phone or on my computer looking at Twitter or looking no. at Instagram or something. It's like. It's it's also become very repetitive because now everybody's on it and everybody's mm-hmm. just throwing shit out there. Like it's not – obviously you curate what you want to see yourself. It's your own museum of what uh, entertains you. 
But yeah, yeah, Twitter's just uh, Twitter's been a wasteland for a long time. Everybody knew that. Instagram's kind of fun. Some people are doing some fun stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I'm not going to look at that all day. Yeah, it's especially we're lucky we're in Southern California. It's nice out. Well, they I'm bummed because they uh, Long Beach, or I guess all of LA County closed the beaches. They're uh, yeah. technically closed down. I was getting some some beach walks in before that, but now that's uh, shut down. And and I don't even know, you know, if they would. Uh, I don't know what that means. If they catch you out there, they're going to write you a ticket. But uh, why even try to bother? Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I don't, I'm confused. They tell you to go out. It's okay to still get some exercise with distance. Like we were riding bikes around yesterday. People, a lot of people were out riding bikes. Uh-huh. I remember respecting this, but everybody's getting exercise. Everybody's jogging. I wonder if, like, the prevalence of people getting therapy and understanding that, like, uh, like mental well being doesn't have a stigma or as much of a stigma attached to it as like going to therapy and taking care of your your mental self. Yeah, isn't as taboo anymore. That people are like, "Yep, I'm gonna go exercise. I'm gonna do this," and people are aware that that. Like handling that part of your body, handling being physical and will help your mental, help you're helping your mental, will help your physical, all these kind of things tie into each other. So, yeah, that's very, I saw Shane Torres. Shane Torres doing a lot of workouts. Oh, yeah. How's Shane doing? You you, you saw him yesterday? Yeah, he's he's stuck out here. He was out here for a a show, and then the show obviously got stopped, but he had given up his apartment in New York because he was going to maybe be here for two months. Now he's here indefinitely. He doesn't have a place to go back to. So he's been doing a lot of prison workouts in, uh, in a friend's garage. <laughs> Good for him. I love Shane. But you got to do something. It's important to do something. I know it's not easy. Some of you might, uh, I don't know, I haven't checked the weather back in the Midwest or if you're in somewhere where it's crummy outside, it's not the easiest thing. Rachel's been doing uh, these like uh, streaming dance classes in the living room. Just oh, yeah? to get moving. Yeah. That's fun. I've been slinging the uh, old kettlebell around. That That helps. I love the kettlebell. It just looks like it. a gorilla exercise. It's like fun. It's something you just throw in a, in a zoo in, in <laughs> encasement. I like it because it's um, you get the benefits of of a lot uh, the same benefits that a lot of equipment would give you with one piece of equipment. So that's fun. You ever accidentally let go of it? No, not yet. Knock on wood. I'm very uh, cautious. Is that a of compilation? That. Yeah, is that a YouTube compilation? I didn't know I needed to see today. <laughs> oh, probably. Oh, kettlebell accidents! I mean, people th- throw them. Uh, people throw bowling balls, mm-hmm. real wild style. I don't like. Uh, they, I have seen some gym accident compilations. I don't like that at all. I don't like to see <laughs> see a guy squat five hundred pounds and he gets trapped underneath it. Or oh, I don't. That stuff. No, no thanks. That's the yeah. one part of like. I've seen a lot. I've seen gruesome stuff, but, but like. Bone breaks and compound fractures and shit like that. Ooh, that's that's the stuff I I gotta avoid watching. I mean, it, I watch the bike stuff, and it's like part of me is like, ooh, I don't want to watch that because I don't need to know that possible. But also, it's like, well, yeah, that's an element of it. Like, there's a there's a BMX dude who just fucking busted his spine, Ugh. and part of me is like, I'm like, yeah, you're doing crazy stuff, and you got hurt, and everybody knows it's part of it. I'm like, oh, were you jumping off roofs without any health insurance whatsoever? Mm. And that's where, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm an old man. I forgot. Yeah, that's... Like, like, what are you doing? You're doing this without health insurance? I'm like, I got insurance. I don't even want to go putz around on my bike. Mm-mm. But that's yeah. me being an old man and thinking, like, yeah, well, we shouldn't be in that position as a country where you still... It's, eh, that's a whole other argument. 
<laughs> what are what are some good what are some good corona conspiracies? That, what was the, you started to talk about the adrenochrome one last week, and I didn't even know what that one was. Yeah, and I haven't been able to find much about that. I was trying to do some oh, research, maybe because it's <laughs> yeah. Can, I think the Reader's Digest version is the adrenochrome is, we talked about it a year or two ago when we were doing the uh, Montauk Project stuff. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, you know, the, the gland, the pineal gland. But yeah, I think the broad strokes is apparently the elites, the celebrities and the elites, uh, that's a drug that they use. And <laughs> so meaning to harvest that drug, people are killing children and, and extracting their pineal, pineal gland. Oh, um, so they're using this to like yeah. get in there. And- so I don't understand. One thing I did look into a little bit uh, yesterday was uh, one of the conspiracies that's floating around with the coronavirus is that it's caused by 5G, you know, the new implementation of 5G <sighs> that's been happening in the, over the last several months. Just and, and I've seen so much of it already debunked, but like some people are like, oh, 5G started in China. Coronavirus started in China. Uh, oh, Russia doesn't. Orange Ru- chicken started in China. So it's orange <laughs> chicken gave everybody coronavirus. And I still don't even really know what 5G is. I mean, I know that it has something had, to do with <laughs> cell phones. And, and I had listened to something. Well, they were saying like, it's, it's it, yeah, it's the next whatever in, uh, leveling up of cell phone technology but the way somebody was phrasing it is like that 5g technology is basically like um if you think of audio waves like Uh your 4g is a bass wave okay you can hear you can hear bass through walls it travels further okay that makes sense 5g is more like a treble okay so it's a it's a higher frequency so that hmm. high frequency people think is dangerous, except yeah. it can't travel. It can't even go through walls. So 5G, like how you have cell phone tower. This is, and this is, I'm just regurgitating information I've taken in. This is not my own scientific brain, uh, Todd, but they're saying that there's going to have to be so many boxes that can transmit 5G to get the message across. There's never going to be – it's never going to be concentrated enough. These waves will never be concentrated enough to be damaging to any person. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, they can't even go through walls. So they're not going to be – they're not going to penetrate your skin. They're not going to, you know, give you cancer. hmm So that's what I heard about 5G. I'm mm-hmm. sure someone else has some other study. Yeah, maybe that's something we'll look at. We'll dive a lot deeper into uh, once. Oh we yeah, get back yeah, you know, a classic boogie monster deep dive. <laughs> Dude, speaking of uh, not Corona conspiracies, but just conspiracy theories, and I'll preface this like we usually do: we try not to get political. And I know that people are just bombarded with anti-Trump stuff. But Jesus Christ, this fucking moron. I mean, it's just getting worse by the day. Uh, The conspiracy angle I'm referring to is, I guess, yesterday, during one of his stupid press conferences, he implied that nurses and healthcare healthcare Mm -hmm. workers have stolen thousands and thousands of masks that were meant to be distributed properly, but they've... Yeah, 
There's no, uh, there's no real world defense you can make of that guy. Man, just tell him like if he dies or something, like we'll put him on the billion dollar bill. Just like if we can let him really think he's gonna go out a hero. But yeah, I can't even get mad about it anymore. I don't watch the press press conferences. It's I'm unbelievable. Gonna, I'm gonna vote. That's what you could do. Are you, are you are you're voting or you're taking action? But like watching that and getting mad, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not gonna get. I don't watch any of it. Okay, he's a, like he's not going to do anything that surprises me. He's like he's a piece of shit. It's it's unbelievable how cartoonishly of a buffoon he is. The uh, other day, a, I'm sure you saw this. He tweeted. He, he sent out a series of tweets talking about uh, how his his TV ratings are so high. Oh, when yeah. Trump's on TV, people are dying because of your negligence. Well, and you're tweeting about your goddamn TV ratings. But like, that's also but that's also a reality show like <clears throat> ah people are watching it. Yeah, because they're laughing at it. It's not or, or in this case to hate it. Just cuz people are watching it doesn't mean it's good. He's genuinely he notice that. He's, he's genuinely mentally deficient. Like there's genuinely a problem there. Oh, yeah, this goes I'd beyond call, just I don't agree with his policies. Like there is a screw loose. There's a wire crossed in his brain. And this yeah, is the, I, the leader of the free world. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> use my uh, capacities to be mad at him. That's only stealing from my life is the amount of time I'm going to spend being pissed off about mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I'm going to vote. There's a good chance he's going to be president for another four years, too. Yeah, there's a good chance. I'm that, not a Biden fan either. I I don't understand how people can look at Trump, look at Biden, and look at Bernie and go, "Yeah, Biden or Trump those those are those are my guys." Because you're talking to like you're asking someone to try sushi for the first time that only thinks cheeseburgers and pizza are the two ways to eat. Mm, perfectly, perfectly. It's not even. It's not even that weird. It's just fish. Yeah, and it's uncooked. It's a. It's fine. You'll like it if you try it. I, nope. I, like. And, of course, the obvious irony now with Bernie's a socialist. Well, enjoy your stupid check. I mean, yeah. not that we even needed that. I mean, the old argument, uh, fire departments and libraries, you know, everybody <laughs> partakes in socialism. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not. You know, I, you know, neither of us are incredibly well-versed in the subjects of politics. But guess what? Welcome to 90% of who's voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I'm not I've, – I've gone past being – anytime I want to get mad, I put it uh, – I put it into – you know, I don't pray, but I send out vibes, and I hope he dies. That's what I hope. This isn't, uh, I'm not calling for murder or assassination, but I think if you think thoughts and prayers work, then my <laughs> thoughts and prayers are that Donald Trump uh, chokes on a fucking McNugget right in the Oval Office. Uh, and I can hope and I can hope and pray for that all I want, because hopes and prayers don't work. So all of my energy, all of my uh, <laughs> false Wiccan warlock vibes Go out to the uh, death of the president. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And again, it, it goes so far beyond disagreeing with certain policies. Like mm-hmm. George Bush was an idiot. You know, people, a lot of people didn't like Reagan. 
but you, I can't even imagine George Bush behaving the. I mean, granted, Twitter wasn't around then, but even the the people that you oppose throughout history, just imagine in the middle of a global pandemic that you um, arguably are responsible for your your negligence has led to to thousands of deaths. Take, you're going to tweet anger. about your TV. Take ratings. the anger and Ugh. put it to good use, man. Take the anger and put it into activism. Take the anger and put it into volunteering in your community. Take the anger and and steer it into a direction of productivity. Because the anger is only going to well up inside you and make you miserable. And then yeah. guess what? He won. He's a troll. Trolls don't care of what people think of them. Trolls... Just they've already won. If you get mad at him, he won. That's it. Internet trolls, anybody else, just by responding. I like, yeah, I just, I, he'll die. He'll have to be buried at sea like fucking Bin Laden because people are going to want to spew <laughs> shit on that dude's grave. Oh, I mean, it's, you it's think just like it's honorable that we have like a guard at the tomb of the unknown soldier, but whoever's going to guard Trump's fucking tomb is there for a reason because people are going to shove dynamite into that motherfucker's casket. It's and that's fine. This this is how uh, you know it, this. These are the bubblings of a revolution. Except, yeah. guess who's got the guns? Mm. Guess which side has the guns? Eh, I think uh, I think the other, both sides have guns. I uh, mean, I know I know one but, side probably has a lot more, but well, but, at least the one side is the one taking Facebook pictures in front of Punisher logos. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh, switching gears, I got some positive news uh, real quick. Um, are you familiar with I'm John? About that positive news, baby. Are you familiar with John Prine, the uh, singer songwriter? Yeah, my dad went to high school with him. No way. Yeah. How about that? I know he spent some time in Chicago. He was a mailman in Chicago before he He's from got there. Into he's, music. From, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he's from uh, Maywood, where my dad grew up. How about that? Small world. Well, he's one of my favorites, and I don't know if you heard uh, yesterday. He's sick. Uh, I know he's sick. He got the coronavirus. He was hospitalized on Thursday. Uh, the news came out on Sunday. His family sent out a tweet and uh, ended it with saying, you know, he's it's his situation's critical. Um, as of today of this recording on Monday, apparently he's uh, turning around for the better. You know, he's not out of the woods yet, but he's definitely yeah. uh, definitely he's made a positive turn. So that's that's good news. He's um, he's so beloved by so many people. He's one of those. If you're not familiar with him, he's one of those that's critically acclaimed and has a cult following. But oh yeah, not a household name. You, you know, none of his songs are. You know, kind of like a Leonard Cohen or one of these people that oh, you know the name, you know he's iconic. But what's what's good and what's popular live on opposite coasts a lot of the time. <laughs> absolutely, and it just got was, me thinking too about obviously the elderly um, are very vulnerable to this. But I've started thinking about celebrities, uh, elders, and yeah. I am very my favorite one of my favorite musicians of all time falls under that elderly category. So we need to get the National Guard over to Willie Nelson's house and make sure that he is locked down and safe. Yeah, everybody's checking on Willie Nelson, checking on Betty White. Yeah, Betty White. Willie, I think, is 85 or 86. He's he's in his mid-80s by now, and uh, so that's scary. But, oh, yeah, Dick John. Biondi in Chicago is doing okay. Dick Biondi, radio DJ, Magic oh, really? 4.3. Oh, yeah, you've talked about him before. He, he's he's yeah. way up there in age. Yeah, that guy's got to be 1,000 years old at this Jeez. point. 
So that's scary. But yeah, uh, good news. Again, not out of the woods yet. But uh, yeah, John Prine. Uh, man, if anybody, if you don't know his work, uh, a, a good place to start. One of my favorite songs of his is uh, called "Please Don't Bury Me." And ironic uh, during mm-hmm. this time. But uh, it's just it's just kind of a the other thing too. He was very. Um, uh, he was a great singer songwriter and very uh, poetic, and and but he also had a great uh, sly sense of humor about him. And I don't, I'm speaking in the past tense now, which is weird. Um, but please don't bury me. It's just basically <laughs> a, a song where he talks about what he wants done to his body when he dies. Please don't bury me. And it's just you know, send my arms to this, send my legs. To that. One of my favorite lines is, uh, "And the deaf can have both my ears if they don't mind the size." <laughs> and, uh, then, so, but who can have them? The deaf, deaf people, oh. and the and the deaf can have both my ears if they don't mind the size, and uh, just such a funny and uh, interesting song. My, but so many great songs from my Tom dad. Brian. Yeah, my dad would talk about him. They, yeah, he went to high school with them, and it was you know it was obviously you know somebody from high school starts making it. So that, yeah, I mentioned him. I, you know, they played him a little bit. I remember hearing about him, but yeah, I'm glad he's doing all right. Oh, yeah. by the way, Dick Biondi's still alive. Okay, so, good from my. Rudimentary Google searching. <laughs> Switching gears again, real quick. Uh, some real. So many gears, uh, Dave. Yeah, so many gears. An eighteen wheeler. Thoughts over there, dude. Uh, this is how my week's been going. The the leads my on my notes here for this episode. The first note that I haven't gotten to yet is uh, I got I got a hold of some really good ham. Got a hold of some really good ham this week, Kyle. Oh yeah, Fair. yeah. What been kind on real, of ham? Real ham kick. Um, I'm so excited. Unpaid endorsement for Hempler's European brand center cut bacon. Uh, Hempler's, H-E-M-P-L-E-R. Hempler's. Where'd you pick that up at? I picked that up at uh, Gelson's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know regionally how far Gelson's reaches out in the rest of the country, but here in L.A., Gelson's is pretty uh, prevalent. Uh, I don't shop at Gelson's too much because they're they're very proud of their it's, products. It's, it's, it's a mid to high end grocery store. Yeah, pretty pretty high end. It's pretty pricey not, stuff. It's not quite Whole Foods. Yeah, not quite, but uh, yeah, pretty pricey. But with that, you'll find things that you might not find at some of the the mid range grocery stores. But this stuff, it's kind of like um, kind of like a Canadian bacon. Uh, it's called uh, center cut bacon, but it's not bacon how we know bacon. It's not the long strips. This is pork shoulder bacon. So it's uh, sure, sure. kind of uh, more of a, and it's not the the perfectly round stuff that's like on an egg McMuffin. So it's just kind of a natural cut, uh, you know, like if you were to run up a, a pork shoulder through a slicer. Uh, but dude, it is the best shit as far as bacon or ham that I have ever had. And I've just mowed through this whole package. And I find myself doing this at night. Uh, I notice that uh, I'll step out on my front stoop late at night and uh, enjoy my little ham sandwich the same way a smoker might enjoy a cigarette. You know, I, I take a ham sandwich break, you know, a couple times <laughs> a day. Ham, old ham junkie Dave got to go yeah. sit in his car, <laughs> mainline some Americo. <laughs> but, yeah, twice yesterday I, I, I stepped outside. I make the little half sandwich, you know. I'll just take one slice of bread, cut it in half, like a little mini little mini half sandwich. But then when you eat four or five of them throughout the day, it really doesn't, you know, it, it adds up. Why don't you up. make a whole sandwich, just eat half of it, and then you well, have the other half waiting for you. I, I don't have that type of restraint, obviously. Okay, all right, uh, it's a control thing. But, yeah, I step out, you know, just kind of stand on the stoop, get some fresh air, watch the neighborhood, and eat a ham sandwich. And, uh, oh, I cannot... So I you can, label yourself Neighborhood Watch, but all your neighbors see is a guy who eats <laughs> ham outside and then sits in his car in the middle of the night for no reason. Oh, yeah. 
That's me. Hey, sorry about that, buddy. My uh, ear pod fell out. I guess that it hung up on you. That's all right. That's that's on you. You're the you're the you're the producer now. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm controlling the gears. Yeah, we're, you, re- we're remote again, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I think tell, but I hope it sounds obviously. better. Than, I feel like it's going to sound better than it did last week, but uh, yeah. But anyway, very excited about this ham, Hempler's European brand center cut bacon. Um, just already cooked. They smoked it, and um, oh, I'm just. Uh, it's been a while since I've been it? this excited about a cold yeah. cut, Kyle. Do you see? Do you see Andrew Orvidal took some spam and then mandolin sliced it and air fried it? I did. That looked pretty damn good. I was curious about that myself. I almost broke Rachel. Rachel, we ordered some. Uh, we were ordering groceries, you know. Uh huh. And she ordered some hot dogs because they looked fancy, like like they were. They had like the packaging, like they're going to be veggie dogs because mm-hmm. they like all this hippy dippy packaging, and they were just natural hot dogs. But I almost broke. I'm like, I'll eat them fucking dogs. I like those but natural I, casing dogs. I have not. I have not. No, still, still keeping it. Uh, no meat. Nope. I had I had a uh, seventeen to nineteen shrimp yesterday because that's okay. what the box said was in there. Uh huh. So I had made those. I made a box of. Shrimp. I guess they were supposed to be for a whole party, but I ate them by myself. Well, there you go. But you've been with eating some... fish this whole time, right? Yeah, I'll fuck with fish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I ain't scared of a fish. <laughs> well, good, man. See, what I else you been I eating? See a, I don't see emotion in a fish's eyes. I was thinking about you the other day as far as you know, everybody uh, cooking more at home and stuff, and you never really talk too much about what you eat uh, on your vegetarian diet. Uh, well, what are some fr- go-tos? What are some staples in your, in fr- your diet? Well, Friday night, Ra- Ra- Rachel bought a bunch of groceries. I get, I still get a lot of takeout and stuff, you know, or I just, uh-huh. I, like, you know, if I if I make a food with ingredients, you'll hear about it. I'll tell you. Okay. Because it doesn't happen often. Uh-huh. But, like, Friday night, Rachel, we had some cod. We had some nice cod that she okay. just grilled up in a pan, a little garlic nice. and butter, nice. asparagus. Had a box uh a box of uh, Cheddar Bay biscuits that my sister sent to me that had expired four years ago. Uh-huh. So God knows what the original production date was. But we made those. Turned out pretty good for... You didn't get sick? Four, f- nah, man. Shit. Saturday, I had I made a sandwich with... Uh, I still got that Duke's mayonnaise that you gave me. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know when that was from, and it is old. That was about a year and a half ago. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I see whatever's in there that doesn't look like mayonnaise, and then I just shake the jar real hard till I can't see it anymore. Mayonnaise don't go bad. It does not, because I used it, and I feel fine. I oh. use that. I use some Branston pickle sauce. No, what's that? Put, what's what's pickle sauce? Branston's pickle sauce. I don't know this. English thing. I think I talked about it on the show before. Huh. Refresh it's, my memory. It's like a... It's almost like an A1 sauce, but with okay. big chunks of pickle in it. Okay, okay. Huh. And that goes that goes good with cheese, and I put that, made a sandwich with that, and Rachel was repulsed by it. <laughs> right, Rightfully so. I mean, oh. I, I eat stuff in front of her that I know makes her second-guess our relationship. Oh, really? Mm. But, you know, <clears throat> you got to accept the whole individual. You sure do. This individual, <laughs> this individual, 
Eat some stiff mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> some oh. some firm mayo was going on that. Well, speaking cutting of that, it, this is a good time. Like tofu. <laughs> it's a good time to uh, throw out a recipe. Uh, earlier this week, I think I mentioned it last week. I hadn't got around to cooking it uh, by the time we recorded the last episode. But I bought last week. I bought a three pound turkey breast, um, and not the uh, prepackaged turkey breast. That sometimes you mm-hmm. get. This was from the butcher case, you know, wrapped up in the cellophane with the yeah, with the yeah, yeah. Uh, with the yellow styrofoam, you know, just like you'd the buy good a, stuff. Yeah, just like you'd buy a steak or a pork roast or something. But it was just a big ass three pound turkey breast with the skin on the bone, uh, the bottom of the bone still under there. And um, so what I did with that is I uh, I I roasted that bastard up, and uh, oh boy, I, I made a little herb butter first, uh, some softened butter. Uh, with a little thyme, a little rosemary, a little Cajun seasoning, a little salt and pepper, mixed all that up, rubbed most of that butter underneath the skin. You got to get get up underneath that skin, and uh, just you, you, it's it's really it's almost sexual. You got to kind of pry your fingers all the way down in there and loosen the all skin right, okay. and find these little pockets to kind of shove the butter in. And oh That's boy, sexual? It, yeah, it's well for me. It's Lo- a, it's, it's a good loosening time. the skin and yeah. getting your fingers underneath <laughs> it is sexual. Yeah, man, and. Uh, and then you take some of the butter and rub it on top. Homicidal, baby. <laughs> but uh, so you rub you rub the butter all over this breast, under the skin, and then whatever you got left above the skin. And uh, at about three fifty, you roast it for or bake it, roast it for about an hour and a half. I just put it uh, on a cookie on a what did I? No, I put it in a, a casserole dish, uh, like a roasting dish. Um, hour and a half at three fifty. And then you you let it rest, and then I sliced it up. So I just made a big, thick, you know, Thanksgiving turkey style uh, breast slices. And then here's what I did: I made a turkey gravy with those drippings. All right, so obviously you keep all those drippings in that pan. I transferred it to a to a skillet, but all the, the, those drippings and that turkey grease and some of those little bits of, of turkey. You take all that, you add a little bit of butter and a little bit of flour. And you, you whisk that up under low heat for about 10, 15 minutes because you want to you get that flour taste out of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, add a little more seasoning to it if you want. Add a little more rosemary, a little more Cajun seasoning. And uh, you, you keep messing with that until you get the consistency that you want. Um, if your gravy's too thin, add a little more flour. If it's too thick, you can add a little milk or water or chicken stock. But I got my gravy. So I got my sliced turkey. I got my gravy. And uh, this is something we used to make at the Albert in Atlanta back when I worked there. And I'd never heard of this. I'd never heard of it prior. And when I was learning the menu, I will admit that I was like, well, this seems like kind of a stupid sandwich. Who's going to order this? But uh, it was called the Yankee, the Yankee sandwich. And all Mm -hmm. it is, and by the way, back then it was great the way we made it, but we, we were just using deli turkey like sliced deli turkey. So imagine yeah. how good this would be with real good oven roasted turkey. Um, so what you do is it's just three components now. You got the gravy, you got the sliced turkey breast. Then you just take a dumb old piece of white bread. You don't even toast it. You don't even heat it up. Just take a, a nice piece of sandwich bread, stick it on the plate, put a little gravy on the bread, put your turkey on top of that, and then more gravy on top of that. And it's just bread, gravy, and turkey. And oh open face turkey sandwich. Open face turkey sandwich, and it, dude. I ate that every meal for like three days straight. It was yeah, it dude. was delicious, and it's all about. The I would gravy. order that shit. I ordered that shit. I would order that shit at like the Greek diner in my hometown. Like mm-hmm. I was a 
like the last World War II vet that still lived there. I love like just drunk. Everybody's getting burgers, like an open face turkey sandwich, dude. It is so so satisfying. Yeah, I didn't even do a side. I mean, mashed potatoes would go great with that. Um, But yeah, I was just doing just straight up just bread, turkey, and gravy. And I know it doesn't sound like that that great because, like I said, when I first when I was learning how to cook the stuff at the Albert, I was like, Ugh, I turned my nose up at that. And then I had one. Ever, I was like, no, this is this is the shit. Did you ever have that point in your life where, like, like you didn't know better, so you love the process shit? Like, the process <laughs> shit was the best? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like McDonald's and mm-hmm. fast food and all that stuff. Oh, it still serves its purpose every now and then. You know, no, I'm like, sorry, uh, <laughs> McDonald's double cheeseburger? Dude, I mean... Yeah, not, oh, yeah. not you don't want to eat it on a regular basis, but yeah, every now and then. No, boy. but like when like when you like you didn't realize like oh this is what actual natural food and ingredients like gross. I want it all chopped up and formed by robots. Yeah. yeah, but I remember in high school at Thanksgiving they would have like this turkey and gravy thing in the cafeteria, and I'm sure my memory is deceiving me, but that was some of the best shit I ever ate. Really. Cafeteria, turkey and gravy, <laughs> and I think me and my buddy were both kind of a shit. We're like, "This is great." And the next day, he's like, "Man, I sk- I think he skipped one of his classes just so he'd go to lunch two times in the day <laughs> to get it twice because <laughs> they would get it, and then it was they were like they would serve like the like seniors would come in later in the afternoon to have mm-hmm. like a, th- a Thanksgiving meal during the week, you know. <laughs> so that that's what they had on on the on the menu, but. Oh. I'm embarrassed because I don't even know what kind of thing. It was like obviously the like the reconstituted, mechanically separated, then mechanically yeah. reassembled. Yeah. For like the weird like when like when ham has bubbles in it, mm-hmm. you're like, how the fuck? Or the where did this come from? Like, or like what happened? Did that was my ham scuba diving? <laughs> was it this is one of these snorkel pigs? And it's or, now it's all bubbled up. It's got the bends, and that's why my ham's got bubbles. Because I'm eating scuba pig. Ugh. No thanks. <laughs> There's like uh, you ain't never had bubbly scuba pig ham. No, you thought your ham was good. Wait till you try <laughs> Bubbles brand scuba pig, <laughs> <laughs> or like Burger King's classic chicken sandwich. How it's just particle board chicken. Ugh. Fast food chicken never did it for me. Yeah. Well, we talked about this because then it was always that Wendy's spicy chicken, mm-hmm. which I still was think the shit. I still think that's kind of overrated. A lot of people wave well, that but, flag. Like, but back in the day when nobody was doing the chicken sandwich yeah, shit. Yeah, at least And you were trying you to change tell. up your life a little bit. Yeah, at least you could tell it's one piece of chicken. It's a breast. But then know. I got it I got it once and it it was still like had like the grain of meat to it, but mm-hmm. it was so bulbous and big. Like you know, like ham is like there's no interruption when you're eating ham. Mm-hmm. It's consistent through a piece of ham. Uh, what do I try? Like, you know, structure-wise. Yeah, no, I understand. But chicken, you expect a change in in consistency. Uh-huh. Like, if you're eating a chicken breast, you know you're still going to hit a bone or a thing or something in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you shouldn't. And this shouldn't get a bone, but if you're eating a boneless breast. Or not, but, like, you're going to hit a ten, Like, you're going to see a change. Yeah. It's something. Mm-hmm. And this was just such a large piece of chicken. 
with no change in it, although it wasn't <laughs> processed, like chopped up and re-put together like a nugget. And it, it creeped me out. Like it was, it was, it was unnatural enough uh-huh. for me to be like, ah, man, I got to take a break on this stuff. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, I could see how uh, if you're on the fence about trying to quit eating meat, man, you get a hold of a couple of mediocre fast food items, and uh, that could push you over the fence. <clears throat> yeah, or like that weird one chip of bone that you bite down with your back teeth, mm, ruin yeah. your whole meal. Yeah, and a burger. You get that every now and then with ground beef. Just a I mean, which that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's from an animal. You just yeah. didn't want to be reminded of it. In that yeah. Moment. I I want give me them give me these lab give me these pulsating lumps of <clears throat> science meat. I can't uh, wait to try that. <clears throat> just a bloody bulbous pulsating lump of skinless, boneless, organless cow. They just chop it off from the from the tubes and seal it up. Mm. Excited. <laughs> where do you, where do you stand on that? Uh, where do you stand on lab? Well, uh, you lab almost, meat? you almost just made me throw up, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, why is that? What's going to make you throw up? I don't know. Just the way you described that. It just, it was, it was too Frankenstein. But see why see that's the thing like why should somebody be grossed out by that like go kill a cow. Mhm. Go do that. Go through the whole process of slaughtering a cow. And if at the end of it you're still like can't wait for the steak. Yeah. Then no, by I get all it. means I got no problem with your lifestyle. Yeah. No, but you're if you right. want to stand, if you just want to be like straight up and I'm not like I like again, I don't care if you eat meat or not, but when people are like adamant about like stop being a pussy eat a steak well stop being murder for hire go do it once and tell me how you feel afterwards yeah go do it and then come back to me and maybe that'll be the best tasting steak of your life because you earned it and you Mm -hmm. see what you went through to get it and you have a little more appreciation for it that's true too yeah or just go stand on a slaughterhouse floor Mm. go do that and let me know yeah no i'm I'm guilty of that i i I try to put that out of my mind you know, you don't. That's what pushed me to vegetarianism uh, twelve years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that that and my ex girlfriend pressuring me, but uh, saw yeah. a couple saw a couple PETA videos, saw some factory farming slaughterhouse videos. And PETA, and, you know, they're all fucking nutcases too. So of I course, but still, you know, I I believe some of the footage I saw was legit, and uh, you can imagine what goes on inside of a factory farm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, I almost ate those hot dogs because, like, the, the package was like, we were nice to these cows. I'm like, ah, they had a good life, and then they didn't even know they were going to die. They're just like, man, things are pretty good, and then they're dead. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I could probably eat that hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, try well, get you some uh, turkey breast and make you an open-faced sandwich or a Yankee sandwich or whatever the hell it's called in your region, and, uh, oh, boy. I, I just I had such a good time eating this week, Kyle. It was a it was a good a good food week with the with the turkey <laughs> and the ham. Things are things are good over here, man. Bad week for society in the future. Good week as far as caloric intake. <laughs> let's do hey, a uh, let's do a comic of the week real quick. Um, all right, uh, buddy of mine. I, I don't know if you know him or not. Uh, Denver comedian Zach Reinert. Do you know Zach? I do know Zach. Zach's yeah. a good dude. He's a he's a former Marine. 
Right. I don't know. I think Marines are always Marines. I don't think he's a former Marine. Uh, but Zach Reinert, uh, new new album out. Maybe his first. It's called A Boatload of Jokes. And Zach is more, uh, he, he leans towards that dark one-liner comedian style. Yeah. and uh, But damn good at it. Just just damn good. You know, kind of uh, in the vein of like a Jezelnik or someone like that where, you know, the emphasis is on the, the bait and switch and the one-liner. Um, and he most had, of his, yeah, he had opened for me in Omaha years back, and it was one of those guys watching. I'm like, who is this fucking yeah, dude? Yeah, great jokes. And um, a boatload of jokes, great name, because a uh, one-liner comic, you know, can in an hour – you know, he could get 500 jokes, oh, yeah. squeeze in four or 500 jokes in an hour. Um, Dude, that is a long road to being a comedian oh, as the one-liner guy. Yeah, yeah. And the guys the guys that are good at it, it's it's fun to watch. And Zach is in that category. I listened to that album yesterday, as a matter of fact. And uh, solid stuff. Uh, very funny dude. And uh, one, of, one of the prides of Denver. Uh, but Zach Reinert, R-E-I-N-E-R-T. Uh, a boatload of jokes that's available everywhere. That you get comedy albums, so uh, check that. You got out. time? Put put on a comedy album. It's audio, so your your hands and eyes are free to tinker with your hobbies. It's a great time to dive into some audio entertainment. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, nothing really to plug. I'm assuming. Well, okay. Uh, where are we at with uh, with uh, public domain right now? You said you knocked out a couple more. I recorded them. I can't email these fucking video files. Don't even. I don't even want to start. Okay. They're out there. They're, they will be out there. But well, I'm what's just, available now? Four chapters? Five. I got five, five. out there. Okay. On Dracula. On Dracula. And that's on YouTube? That's all over, man. It's on, uh, it was on Instagram TV. It's got, it's like, they're all compiled on YouTube. I was okay. recording them in an audio, like a, like a decent audio file. If you want to just play them all together. As a book, you know, as it were. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of dick around. That's yeah. It's a thing. It's nothing It's nothing special. But if you want to hear me read Dracula, go check it out. Well, good times. Good times, buddy. Um, I'll plug uh, the Stonebergs podcast. That's my new podcast with my fiance. Little yeah, side... you guys just loving on each other. Yeah, just a little side project, something to do during this downtime. But we just dropped our third episode yesterday. Uh, and that's pretty much everywhere now. It's not on Stitcher yet. I'm having trouble figuring out how to do that. But it is on the Apple slash iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Google, uh, some of the other stuff. But, yeah, the Stonebergs, uh, just me and the fiancé, just uh, talking shit and uh, answering uh, voicemails. we got a phone number set up. People call, leave us a voicemail, and we respond accordingly. And it's real dumb. But uh, we're having a good time with that, so check out the Stonebergs podcast. Uh, also, my uh, Kitchen Survival Guides are still available, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. Uh, 10 bucks a piece, 16 for 2, all 3 for 20. But uh, offer still stands. If you're in a bind uh, financially due to all this chaos and you don't know how to cook and you, you're trying to watch uh, the purse strings, give me a holler. I'll send them to you absolutely free. So uh, what the hell do I care? I want you guys to be able to cook and eat well during this nonsense. So just uh, holler at me on Instagram or Twitter, or, uh, DaveStoneComedy at gmail.com, whatever, if you need those. If you want to buy them, great. If you, if you can't afford them but you still need them, uh, they're, they're on the house. So just holler at me and I'll hook that up. But, uh, yeah, man, it's good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, better spirits this week, baby. Yeah, glad to hear it, man. And uh, we're trying, we're trying. Yeah, we're ironing out the kinks uh, as far as the technical side uh, of trying to be able to continue doing this uh, while separated and quarantined from each other. Uh, so I think uh, shouldn't have too many issues moving forward. 
as far as putting these out uh, every Tuesday uh, per usual. So, yeah, man. And, uh, oh, by the way, big shout-out to the patrons, uh, patreon.com slash boogeymonster. Uh, $4 a month, you get the uh, bonus Q&A, which should drop uh, this week, and you also get uh, some some version of Dave's Kitchen. This month, uh, instead of a video, I did a, uh, a food Q&A, a Dave's Kitchen Q&A. But uh, just big shout out to everybody. I was uh, I was certain that our numbers would drop off drastically, and uh, I, I would have understood if that was the case. What with everything going on, uh, and some uh, miracle, we've actually gained patrons this month, Kyle. Uh, so how oh, about shit. that? All yeah, right. we've actually gained. So uh, huge thank you to all the patrons, um, and, and really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, again, you know, not not begging. But uh, if, if you're doing okay financially and you got some disposable income and you need some more stupid content, uh, four bucks a month, Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash boogeymonster, and uh, you get the, the, the two bonus things every month and uh, our gratitude as well. So uh, throw that out there. But yeah, man. Yeah, you get our gratitude, you sons <laughs> of bitches. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, and uh, keep it in the middle of the road. Network.